Welcome to the Mammoth Gamescast for the week of January 13th. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filter Court. What's up, gamers? <laughs> hey, gamer. If you guys aren't watching our little, like, pre-show yeah, We had a whole, like, uh, Skinny in the Booth uh, morning yeah, radio. Was... <laughs> yeah, skinny in the Booth. That's funny. <laughs> skinny in the Booth. Yeah, what was our old one? We used to have an old one that was, um, uh, it was Dan something. Oh, it was Dan the Man Schofield and oh yeah, uh, Dan the Man Schofield and MC Dreidel. Uh, that, <laughs> no, that was that was a that. Unfortunately, that's gonna have to be left in the past because I'm trying not to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that straight up, that was a, a poster on. Uh, yeah, it was Kent, Kyle's wall in South Park. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, there was uh, another right. one. It was like it was, was one of those names that's like Jerry um, something. Ooh, was it Jerry? I feel like it's like right there. It's directly referencing the coaches in dodgeball or the uh, ref- yeah. the uh, the uh, announcers or whatever. What's his name? Pepper. Well, the other one's like Cotton. Yeah, there's Cotton right? and Pepper. Cotton and yeah. Pepper. That's funny. <laughs> That's real good. <laughs> Jesus, I need uh, to get that. Shannon was like, "Hey, you should buy." She was like, "Have you ever seen uh, Fanboys?" And I'm like, "Here we go." <laughs> so it's all starting. It's all happening. Fanboys is good. So we bought Fanboys. Uh, hell yeah! And we're gonna watch it. And I'm she like, I'm like, you're not gonna like this, but it's gonna be good. <laughs> like, why, why wouldn't she like it? It's well, one of the two. Either it sucks, but you like it, or it you you hate it, but it's good. <laughs> like, it's one of those two. It's got Jay Burchell in it, though. You it's got Jay Burchell. Yeah, Shannon's a I'm big sure. uh, Burchell head. Me too. Mm. Actually, I'm a big fan of him. I'm, I've been working on my Burchell accent. So I'm gonna debut that here in a couple episodes, probably. I can't. I I can't do. He's got accent. such a it's, weird. It's, voice. it's almost. Wisconsin It's like Wisconsin mixed with like a fucking Canada. dude that's been in an iron lung for six years. Like It's weird. It's got You've such got a like nasally accent. like I don't know, it's 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 pretty exciting stuff here, folks. Man Seeking Woman was a fun show too. Welcome to the uh fucking Jay Barishell cast. <laughs> Alright, so we'll we're gonna cut that out in post. <laughs> yeah, um, I bet. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Alright, so let's get into it. What have you been playing this week? So, uh, I dug into two insanely different games. Like, they really can't be more different. Okay. <laughs> so, the first one, and something that I really wanted to be getting to, uh, Life is Strange 2. So, okay. I did yeah. I did do the lead-in with the sort of free, like, prologue episode, I guess, of uh, the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit. So, mm-hmm. um, that was... That was that was something. It was kind of tough, as the music suggests, right? There, okay. It's just you just get a little taste of a story, like um, Captain Spirits, uh, and I, I've heard people kind of complain about this before. It really doesn't go anywhere. Like, you know, you get this little shot of this kid that's into superheroes, and he has this you know superhero identity that he's made for himself, and he dreams about like having powers, but ultimately he's just a kid, you know. Right. And then, um, I guess I'll spoil it because it's, you know, free and it's been out for a year. Um, at the end, the the kid that plays Captain Spirit, like, he, you know, his dad is, his mom's passed away somehow. It's kind of ambiguous. Can, you know, you're playing from his perspective. He's, like, eight. So, um, yeah. you know, it's not really surprising that he doesn't really know what happened. And, uh, you know, his dad has, like, kind of become alcoholic to kind of deal with it. And he's really not a great dad. And they've had to move a lot because the dad keeps, like, losing jobs. And, like, uh, he used to be, like, a like coach at a high school. 
mm-hmm. you know, he lost the job because he was, like, showing up late and showing up drunk and shit. And, uh, just, like, it's basically, like, a, a slow-motion, like, car wreck of these people's life falling wreck. apart, right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, it kind of ends with this big point of tension with him and his dad. And he, like, runs out to the backyard and goes to run up into his treehouse. And then he kind of hears something and he turns and sees the neighbor kids, which are the main two kids from Life is Strange 2. So it kind of has that tie-in. And it's, you also don't know, like, okay, is this like a tease of the end of Life is Strange 2? Or is this the beginning? Or is this before anything happens? Yeah, or, where, where are we? Right. Yeah. Or, like, did this happen at all? Like, you know, it's it's uh, definitely interesting. interesting. So then you cut over, um, you know, so I played through all of episode one, which these are, I think they're longer. Like, Life is Strange episodes are longer than you would expect because mm-hmm. you know you go in with the idea of like how long a walking dead you know telltale style episode is and they're like about half as long again as that so like um you know in the walking dead episode one uh again i'm gonna spoil a fucking game that came out in 2013 or whatever like um in episode one you find clementine Mm-hmm. So, like, the, it gives you the whole intro. The car wrecks. You escape. Go to the house. Clementine's in the backyard, so you have to convince her that you're safe. And then you head out and you show up at the farm. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's the entire first episode. Like, the second episode is the shit that goes down at the farm, and then you're moving on to the next place. So, like, in this game, the the whole intro is just a lot bigger. And you have this whole section in the first episode where you, like... The inciting incident happens and you have to leave the house. And I was like, okay, it's going to end here. And then it just continues. And you're, that was only like halfway through. So, you know, it continues on to your kind of... The main story, which we already know about, is these two brothers kind of heading south, doing like a reverse illegal immigrant thing. They're trying to go to Mexico where they have family, right? And um, Yeah, they're trying to get away from the troubles that they basically caused. Yeah, the, the like little brother is like doing things but he doesn't understand that he's doing it so he's kind of like a almost like a uh like x-men mutant style thing or like harry potter where like you know a kid is like six and they start showing like magical ability or whatever yeah it's like awoken yeah it's that's that type of thing and it's like triggered by intense emotions and stuff so you know kind of your typical thing there but um i got like i can already tell i'm gonna be a lot more invested in this than in the previous one uh, and I think, okay. uh, like, the first Life is Strange game was good, but it's that typical kind of thing with episodic games that if you don't, like, play it all at once, it's kind of hard to stay up on it. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think that's what really lended to this. You know, we, from the beginning, when we knew this was coming out, we're like... I'm just going to wait till it's, it's out. Just, we're we're going to yeah. wait till it's out. Yeah. There's no point in me... Going through and then waiting and forgetting and having to go back and play again. Right. Or, like, look at your old choices and just try to piece together what you were doing or whatever. And also, like, I have a big fear of, like, when I'm playing these games, I I tend to, like, try to play in character, right? And I'm, like, I think partially of what would this person do, but then I also think, you know, what would I do? And then I I make those choices. Where it's, like... But but you would just... You would probably just die, though. Oh, I would instantly die. Yeah, I would be, like, crushed under a car or something, like... Within 20 seconds. I typically see myself as, like, the first person that dies that lets everybody else know that zombies exist or whatever. <laughs> okay. Because I also just you don't want to deal with that shit. 
To be honest, that's the best way. Yeah, I mean, like... It might be the best way. You know how fucking, like, mentally exhausting it is to know that zombies exist? I don't want to know that. And then, not only that... Just let me die. You have to deal with, like, living. Yeah, I'm really not good at that. Yeah. (laughs) I've carefully cultivated the ability to just kind of lay back and let the earth happen to me, so... I really don't want that (laughs) fucked with. You know, like, once internet goes, I'm dead anyway, so... (laughs) Yeah, basically, like, when they come across in The Walking Dead in the show, when they come across, like, the farmer that, like, killed his wife and kids and then shot himself or whatever, that's me. Mm-hmm. On, like, the first day. Oh, wow. It's not when we run out of food. You I'm like, okay, even, we're all dying. You weren't even sure. Yeah, they, like, I don't even, they're like, wait a minute, his body's way too decayed. What happened? I fucking killed myself the day before just by chance. So I, I had I heard rumblings that shit was coming, so I just put myself out of my fucking misery. Uh, speaking of putting yourself out of your misery, this is not a good transition, but... No, it was okay. The other game I've been playing, uh, Devil May Cry 5. Basically the exact opposite thing. Yeah. Yeah. So... No story, pure action. Yeah. We're like, Life is Strange 2 is like, very emotional because you're... It's kind of doing the Walking Dead thing where you have to like, help take care of your little brother or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. it's emotional, it's slow-paced, um, the music is very hipster, which I'm a big fan of, obviously. And like... Devil May Cry 5 is like, you turn on the game and it's like, oh yeah. And the guy's like, I love tits. And I'm like, damn, this is a game for me, dude. This is awesome. So I've turned on the like easy combo mode. Cause like, I'm not trying to be impressive out here. I'm just trying to play a fucking video game, you know? Yeah. You're like, who am I trying to, who am I trying to impress? Oh yeah. Well, I really hate when it's like, uh, four followers. Yeah, really? Oh no. Grim's (laughs) going to think badly of me. So as if I give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> shout out to grim get back to me when cat quest 3 comes out so like mm. um it's cool like i just got to the point where you start to play as v which is the like mysterious dude that looks like adam driver very mysteriously um oh, yeah. i'd be soon so um yeah it's 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 definitely cool like the the pacing of the game is really weird where they like they have these really sick like cutscenes where there's like a really cool fight and everything and you're super into it and then it transitions to your character you kill like three enemies and you take a step and then there's another cutscene and there's like a an expository like world like where they like kind of pan around and like just show you the world that you're in and then it's like oh you go to a shop screen and it's like you know oh do you want to upgrade your fucking left pinky toe and it's like I feel like yeah, for such a, like for an action it. game I think we need to speed it up and there's just a lot of menus and shit and it's like I, I feel like this could be better done, and I know that's a Capcom influence coming through, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is remember that the director here was told, okay, you can make the next Devil May Cry, or you can make the next, um, uh, what was the RPG, uh, Dragon's Dogma. Oh, boy. right. And he was like, well, I cut my teeth on uh, Devil May Cry. You know, DMC was really good, but some fans were like, kind of upset about changing like doing a prequel and like changing dante's look and everything and changing his attitude so he was like i kind of want to bring it back and like like put out you know the the most recent devil may cry that he had put out was devil may cry 4 on like early ps3 and 360 so he was like all right i want to go back to my baby basically right so like i i hope that we hear this year that he's working on dragon's dogma 2 because, again, that's a game I would be super into if they just tightened it up and did some fixes on it. Because, like, it was a game, It was one of those games where you hear the details about it and it's awesome, but then, like, I didn't really like it. 
as well, it was executed. Like, it just needed work. I, I think the problem with the, with Dragon's Dogma, which mm. I'm a big fan of Dragon's yeah. Dogma, played it, loved it. I know a lot of people that are big fans. It, 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 was, it was really, really good. But my fear mm. is that you see it a lot with Capcom games that they try to like change things for whatever reason. Yeah, they always are like, and not the things that need yeah. changed. They're like, oh, the big new thing is whatever, and then they just like shove it in without a lot of knowledge of it, I guess. Yeah, so I'm I'm afraid. Like, I don't know. It would be really good if we could get you know. I don't know. I don't know who works on what and where that kind of comes mm-hmm. from yeah but getting some of the people with that influence of monster hunter world in on that game keeping the core value of dragon's dogma but then of course like um you know getting some of that monster hunter world fun in there just because it not making it a similar game but mm-hmm. they know how to make that game really well and i think right. it would lend to helping you know this uh you know dragon's dogma yeah like moving like philosophy and um lessons like learned world building right like you, you know they they have yeah. these skills that can um make this game perfect like a lot of people hated that you could not fast travel mm-hmm. in dragon's dogma i i enjoyed it because it caused me to like, to, like really get into the world place. basically yeah, yeah you know other things would come up and you know it it I think fast travel does kind of take you out of yeah. the immersiveness of a game. Like, could you imagine Skyrim without fast travel? Yeah. That'd be a nightmare. That'd be rough. Right. And that I, I think uh, you, Spider-Man did a really good job of it. That, yeah. Like, kept you yeah, in the world still, but it is like, okay, I get it. You don't want to, like, swing across the city for 30 minutes, like, not go doing anything. So go ahead and take the subway. It's fine. Right. Um... Yeah, that, that's a definite, definitely a smart way to go. And mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that they need to figure out. How would you, in that time, get from point A to point B? Right. And I think the obvious answer is that Skyrim, outside of the major towns, having a cart with a bro in it that's like, hey, do you want to go to blah, blah, blah? This cart's going to Riften. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good idea. Or like, that's yeah, you could, you could have something that's like a cutscene with like riding a horse or, you know, whatever kind of animal or something. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, totally can I doable. rent this horse and take it to the other yeah. stable and rifted? Or can I do that for you? Or whatever. You right, know? right. That's pretty cool. That's what I would um, But, yeah, I, I can't wait until we hear about... God, that guy does look like fucking Kyle, I'm uh, Kylo Ren looking motherfucker. I'm Kyle saying, Ron. I think... Ky, Kyle Ron. Mm-hmm. Um, That's him, officer. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, this game does look fun. It, yeah, I mean, it, it does it, what it says on the box. I mean, it's it's very much, um, you know, we were talking about other games of 2019 that just, hey, this is this style of game and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like Outer Worlds. This is a really good RPG. We've been making RPGs for 20 years. Here's another one, right? It's that style right. of thing where it's like, okay, this is a Devil May Cry game. It's not doing anything original. It's not doing anything crazy. It's does it... Put what it does well together incredibly well, or does it just not? Does it feel exactly like? It know, feels it exactly works. like Devil May Cry Four. <clears throat> okay, see, and I and didn't. That, I didn't play a lot of DMC, but that, um, that it just looks feels better, like a pro- That kind of feels like a problem that there's no yeah like, 
innovation. Yep. But it, it doesn't have to be a lot of innovation. You know, just like, hey, here... I mean, I guess it probably is the same thing. It has all these, you know, newer mecha- like newer things. It has like, mm-hmm. hey, here's some new weapons, and here's, you know, everything that you expect. So maybe it is the same, and I'm just being a little like, biased or something. Yeah. But, I mean, it's definitely like... Um, I was hoping for a little more than I got here, but sure. for what it is, it's fine, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously, IGN really liked it. <laughs> they give it a 9.5, and I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. wonder what direction that they would go. I think they would probably drop it to a 9 with their new scale. Because they're doing a new scale, right? They're doing... Uh, yeah, they're doing whole numbers whole only. Whole numbers only. Which... I I'll show you a whole number. Disagree with that. I, I don't like that. I, don't, I I mean, there's subtlety that you can have. Something can I mean, be. Between, I would, you know, fa- like uh, like amazing and perfect. You know. Well, my thing too is like, if you're going to go less specific with reviews, why not just go all the way and be like, hey, we're gonna do either highly recommend, recommend, or don't recommend. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like one, two, or three stars. Yeah, I remember there was one show uh, a while back that used to do uh, buy, rent, or steal. Right, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that's, that's like, if you're, you have to do one or the other. You either have to do a 10 million point scale or a, um, a, a rating of how much you want the developers to, like, get extra pay or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. All right, so anything else exciting this week? going on that uh for you yeah i mean i've been i've been catching up on movies obviously catching up on games uh i don't really think anything crazy going on um we're still looking at trying to get more into uh our like cyberpunk game um carbon 2185 is that right uh yeah yep so yeah definitely keep an eye on us but you know it's typical like new year you know past holiday stuff it's kind of yeah, Tough yeah. To get shit organized. Like one of our players right now, she went back to Ohio, and yeah. she'll be back. I pick her up. Shit, tomorrow morning at one a.m. Big rip on <sighs> having to be in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> um. But cool. Uh, for me, um, I guess I'll start with uh the thing that's kind of just been sustaining me, and then I'll jump into a story so we have something to watch that. Uh, I don't have to reset every couple minutes. Um, So I've been playing... uh, Oh, shit, it's even worse. Uh, I've been playing Apex Legends again. Um, I jumped onto PC, and then last night I played on PS4 for a few minutes just because there was no one really available. And what they have going on... um, They just wrapped up their um, Hollow Day Bash. Uh, It was basically Mm. like a ship that was like a party um, hosted by one of the characters, Mirage. Um... Who does holograms, so that's why that's funny. Um, had a bunch of skins. They had a, a mode that was like... Uh, it was like Capture the Train. They have a train that rides around the map that you can get on mm-hmm. and has loot. Um, and, yeah, they had a, a, a specialty mode that was Capture the Train. Um, yeah, well, it was called Winter Express is what it was called. And then they redecorated stuff. Tons of new skins. Um and uh you know just kind of like general fun no new characters or anything um so that was pretty fun the next thing that we're looking at is um the what is it 
is it called? Uh, Grand Soiree Arcade Event. Um, that's taking place from January 14th to the 28th, featuring seven different limited time modes. Um, <clears throat> there's, let me see if I can find some of the mode, like the names of the modes that we're going to be playing. Uh, it looks like the EA website doesn't have it, but I saw some of them online um, where they were talking about uh, um, returning to King's Canyon, uh, but at night, which was the first map, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, they're talking about having uh, duos and, um, you know, a few other modes here and there that will be rotating, um, as well different items that will be rotating um and wait are these the modes oh yeah gold rush duo um uh live die live which i don't know oh yeah the third person mode uh instead of playing first person it's third person um and the very last mode they're gonna have is called dummies big day and it's literally nice. where instead of your skin you just play a dummy that they use to you know create the game yeah. so you're a solid colored dummy um yep. <clears throat> with different skins for weapons and characters and stuff on the way through. So, um, pretty cool stuff that's uh, set to be coming up. Maybe this little video will be longer. Let me set yeah. that up. Um, and then I'll jump into this story because it was ridiculous. So, Exciting stuff. I, uh, <clears throat> like, I think it was Redbox. It was a couple weeks ago, uh, probably like two or three weeks back. They were saying, "Hey, we're going out of, uh, we're getting out of the video game game, and so we're selling off our stock of video games, big titles like um, Jedi Fallen Order, the new Call of Duty, um, and more. We're all Borderlands Three. We're all for sale for incredibly cheap. Um, I picked up Jedi Fallen Order for twenty five plus tax. Nice." Um, good game. Uh, had it was it was not a great game for me, but it was a good game. Mm -hmm. Um, but at, like at the end of the day, it's not one that I like wanted to keep, especially yeah. because it doesn't even have like I bought it physically. It doesn't have the box. It's the the disc yeah. has that little like red box ring right around the the circle in the middle. Um, yeah. so I was looking around hey where can i take it to my local mom and pop shop and they're giving a little bit less so um i took it to a major retailer <laughs> um is what we'll call them and uh it was actually not a bad deal i ended up getting um 25 for it mm -hmm. and then on top of that they gave me um a because uh, i mentioned hey you know i'm thinking about getting dragon ball uh kakarot coming out um I will talk about that in a second. Uh, but coming out here soon. Um, and he's like, cool, I will just drop this pre-order, get you this free pin, then you can come in and move it later if you happen to come back in. If not, no big deal. I was like, cool. Yeah. So essentially, I sold the game for 30 bucks um, and bought it for like $25. Um, mm -hmm. and I, Not like, bad. Platinum. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, and Stonks. And... Uh, it, it was it, it was weird because I was talking to the store manager who, um, eh, uh, it's fine, um, and it it just kind of turned into a you know since us two we used to work at um, mm -hmm. that same retailer um, 
it turned into, hey, do you remember doing Midnight's? Uh, those were fun. We used to do some pretty cool stuff. Oh, yeah, I used to do some pretty cool stuff. And he was trying to get me to come back. So one of the things that the all the managers for that retailer got uh, at their conference this year um, mm-hmm. was the Cyberpunk statue. That comes Ooh. with the collector's edition. Every that's one of them cool. got it. And they got it at the event. That's pretty I was cool. like, that's pretty rad. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was just... It, it was an interesting... Uh, interesting little thing. I just ended up getting a, I think a fifty dollar PSN card, um, so I can mm-hmm. get Dragon Ball Kakarot. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, talk about that. Hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully next week. I, I should have some time over the weekend to play that. Um, also, uh, also next week, next weekend, I'm going to um, Sabi's at Galaxy's Edge to build a lightsaber. So nice. that'd be pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited be, to yeah, talk yeah, about that a little cool. bit. Hell yeah. Um, but getting back to uh, games and, you know, hey, this is... Uh, the Dragon Ball thing was like, hey, this is what I've been playing. Or what I'm going to be playing. Um, I, aside from Apex, um, someone meant to get me an Amazon gift card and got me an iTunes gift card. Yep, time to kill myself there. Yep, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with $50 in iTunes gift card? Like, not iTunes, but, you know, like Apple Arcade or... Mm-hmm. Um, Just anything on Apple. App Store, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was like, what am I going to get? 300, like, <laughs> 99 cent games? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but I saw Apple Arcade and I was like, okay, we'll go ahead and look into that. Um, the main thing I wanted to play is a game called Skate City. Um, right. It is a uh, it's a two D um, like skateboarding game um, done pretty well. Uh, you trick off the back of the board. Um, it the the screens kind of split into quarters. So um, the bottom like the bottom left does all the tricks off the back of the board. Um, the bottom right does all the front tricks, and then up top. Um, is if you have to do things off the nose of the board. So, like, doing manuals um, on the front right, uh, or nose manuals on the front right, regular manuals on the um, top left, Um, and, you know, getting into various grinds. And it's pretty good. It's set up pretty well. Um, Apple Arcade is really, it feels like, hey, you would pay for these games. Uh, yeah. Typically, you would pay for these games um, because they're really like flesh out. But mm-hmm. um, you know, you just kind of get everything right there. You know, some cool unlockable stuff as you go. Uh, this game specifically has a ton of different trick modes. Um, like they have a what is it like name that trick uh, or like calling out like in this uh, circle. You know, do uh, a kickflip. In this, do a frontside flip. In this, do a nose grind. And they're just placed mm-hmm. throughout the level. Um, but yeah, overall it's pretty good. I definitely recommend that. I don't know. I recommend grabbing grabbing it uh, and checking out the free trial. And then if you find more things, I'll mention a few other things that I really like. Um, you know, keep on, you know, you can keep that subscription going. But if not, hey, I had the free trial. I tried a pretty cool game, you know, if you're interested in skateboarding. Um, so... Uh, you know, not all is lost. I didn't spend anything. <clears throat> Aside from that, I was playing um, What the Golf. That's oh, a weird, yeah. I've that's, heard a lot about this one. That's a weird one. 
Um, basically, something happened. It's a golf game where whatever you expect to happen does not happen. Um, so the like guy, like the guy standing there with a golf club, and you pull back and you see a little arrow pop up, and the golf club goes back, and when you let go, he swings down toward the ball. But instead of the ball going flying, the fucking arrow that created when you pulled back went flinging forward. Or the character goes flying forward. Or something else happens. Like, um, It's a, like a hodgepodge of different games, to be honest. Uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's wild. And it has a little like story mode that you're like navigating a golf ball through this... Uh, <clears throat> you know, through this little like, um, like laboratory maze... I don't know. It's 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 pretty cool. Um, they take influence from a lot of different uh, a lot of different games, and it just makes it like super silly. Like I've seen um, Angry Birds. Um, do you remember that game where it was like two players they would match you up with someone else, um, and you would try to shoot an arrow over a wall and hit the person, and then oh, if you yeah, made it. Yeah. You know, you hit them cool. You did damage. They have a mode that's like that. They have. Um, it's it's so all over the place with the different like styles they have uh mm-hmm. like 2d racing games um and it's all based around drawing that arrow out and uh you know getting the ball to where it needs to go so that's how mm-hmm. you're controlling it you're not like navigating any other way you're like pulling back and letting go and then pulling back and sending the arrow setting whatever you're flinging in another direction mm-hmm. um so that one's pretty cool. Um, definitely one to check out if you end up picking it up. And last but not least, probably my favorite out of all of them that I've played so far is Outlander. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it is a uh, like city management or a settler management game. Um, okay. Yeah. And you're yeah. set with a task, and like the task will be something like, um, you know, create a. Uh, settlement of 50 people survive for 50 days with more than 50% happiness. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be like extra bonus um, if you gather enough stone to fix the uh, leader's house. Um, so they can be pretty long. The little games can be pretty long. They can last up to um, you know up to 40 minutes, 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're doing pretty much everything you'd imagine. You're cutting down trees to make lumber. Uh, you can take that lumber and make planks for different buildings with a sawmill. Um, you're mining ore to, um, I haven't really got too far with that, creating farms and forage uh, foraging huts to feed your people. And those people mm-hmm. will die if they don't eat, like straight up quickly. Like they'll die okay. in like a day and a half. Yeah. Um, it's wild. Um, but uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's like, hey, here's a task. Here's the map. Hey, what's that weird shit out there? I don't know what that is. We need to get out there and figure that out. But you're still set with this goal. So doing these side things can really fuck you over, um, especially if you're not paying attention to your like forager huts or your farms because people will just straight up die in a minute, and then you'll be left with like two kids running around, no workers, so you can't get any food, and then ultimately it's over. Um, okay, but it's really cool. This one is um, for 
for anyone who's into like town management or any sort of management game, this one's a must-have for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is I. Um, I had a really, really. Um, I had a I had a longer lunch yesterday. I played this the whole lunch. Well, nice. well, it was at work. So, um, yeah, I would say uh, you know, put down that information if you have an uh, iPhone or an iPad. Check out the Apple Arcade for a month. See what you think. Yeah. Um, for me, I think I'm. Well, I know I'm definitely gonna keep it, and that's because I have a fifty dollar fucking gift card that I have no right. idea what I'm doing with. Uh, so, um, you know. There it is. That's that's what that's what I think. Check it out and then uh, you know make that decision for yourself. But ultimately, yeah, I think I'm going to keep it for a bit until I find that I'm not playing uh, playing it as much. Oh, that menu that they just showed. Sorry, uh, in uh, Outlander. Uh, before we continue on, you can set decrees. You can tell your people work harder. You can tell your people don't eat as much. You can tell your people. Please be fucking, or please don't be fucking. I don't want babies, or I do want more babies, so we can have, so there can be children, and children can grow into adults. Um, pretty interesting, yeah. All in all. All right. I'm really into that. I, I hope uh, it comes out because I know a lot of these Apple Arcade games are releasing on like the Switch, or I think they're just not Epic allowed to release. Or- on another mobile platform. Yeah. I think they have to be a, you know, console, PC, whatever. Yeah. So I'd love to see that on something else because yeah, yeah, no, this... I ain't going to go get a fucking iPhone to play this game. <laughs> I quite literally did that when I originally got the iPhone um, for TrueScape. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. It was the full deciding factor. I didn't really care what kind of device I made a phone call on. You know what I mean? Does that really yeah, I, I really don't I don't like I mean I can do weird stuff like I can put like draft versions of games on my Android phone or whatever because it's all open yeah so I can like play like I have friends that are making mobile games that I can download a version of and test if I want to I would never help somebody for free so that's not gonna happen yeah but I, mean, they, I could if I wanted to I mean they kind of have some open source there's stuff ways that you can yeah do. there's like, there's like test there's ways to do stuff and, yeah. Like, I got access to, what was it called? It was, like, uh, Grand Mountain Adventure, which is, like, a mm. ski snowboarding game that they were yeah. testing through Test Flight, which was kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. That's the biggest thing. But, ultimately, the, like, main function of this device is to be able to communicate with other people. It's like, I don't care what I, you know, see Twitter or Facebook on or, yeah. you know. Um so, like, a lot of that stuff is kind of, like, like arbitrary for me. Um, right. So... So, the deciding can, factor is, like, what good yeah. games are where... What games are where... Is there any unique app that I want? What is... What yeah. has the um, most... Well, what is the easiest to use? What What is the least amount of resistance I'll have if I have to switch phones? Mm. Or, you know, all my contacts are all in the same place, and they have been since I got it. Right. And that's what I like about it, I think. But... Um, you know, I get other people's ideas of like, I don't want to give money to the man. Apple's the man, I think. Right? I mean, they all are. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't matter where you send that money to. Honestly. Right. Well, it's one of those things where like, you know, oh, I, I want to eat, um, you know, I, I don't like, uh, the Coca-Cola corporation because they, 
you know, bottle tap water in Flint, Michigan when regular people aren't allowed, like, they, they can't get, like, usable water. That's called supply and demand. No, I well, <laughs> I mean, like, the issue there is, like, they also own every competitor. <laughs> like Facebook. You know, Facebook owns Instagram. They own WhatsApp. Yeah. You know, Everything. Microsoft. The reason that Apple took off is because Microsoft, like, lost a Monopoly lawsuit and had to pay a big chunk of money in development and stuff to Apple. Which, you know, shortly after that, the fucking iPhone came out. And now they're... Or the, uh, sorry, the original iPod. No. They're basically a monopoly themselves. <laughs> well, between the two, what else is there? Yeah. You know? I mean, Linux doesn't have any market share. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I mean... They're out here trying, though, aren't they? Somebody has they're to. They're trying. Alright, so we'll go ahead and move right along. Uh, we already ran down the monthly, so go ahead and check the yeah. last show. Um, keep an last eye on I almost forgot. To get the PlayStation Plus stuff, I did. Oh, yeah? I, I did it yesterday. <laughs> I was yeah. like, Eat. "Well, it's because they drop them late. Like, they don't release until like the sixth or seventh or whatever." And yeah. It's like, dude, I, I get all the shit in the beginning of the month because I can everywhere else. Yep. Quit being so, yeah, it's annoying. It's weird. Um, so we'll go ahead and jump into the games releasing. These are the titles releasing. We actually have a few this. Uh, oh my god! This week, um, these are the games releasing between January thirteenth and the nineteenth. Um, oh, yeah. Only two. Uh, the first one we kind of already mentioned, but before that, if you get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all the top news and video game stuff over there. We appreciate all the likes, comments, and shares. And everything we usually chuck into this podcast is discussed over there first. So, you know, please come over and uh, say hello and speak with us on the daily. Uh, as well, follow us on Twitter at uh, Mammoth Games Inc. So, you know, when we go live do stuff like this also sharing some other stuff over there i think that's probably one of my favorite things that i like to share over there is borderlands uh one uh two and three uh shift codes for like free golden keys for in the game because mm-hmm. i still play it and i know there's a ton of people out there who still play it um so pretty much every one that i see that gives out a free one you know right there it is um and you yeah. know some other cool stuff over there um cool thing that we're not talking about dreams uh for PS4 has gone gold. So that's cool. Wow. Congrats to those guys. They've been working Same. on that for my whole life. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into the games releasing. The first one releasing uh, Friday, uh, January 17th, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Yeah, it's it's time. And yeah. they're coming out in a completely open field too. Uh, PS4, Xbox uh, One, and PC coming from Damn Kai Bamco. As Man. always. Um, and this is a little bit different Dragon Ball game than what we're yeah. used to. Uh, we've, uh, you know, we talked with Grimm quite a bit. He got to play about an hour of this. Um, I think twice, two different times. Um, to the different shows that uh, were happening in his area. Um, he uh, played one that was uh, pretty early on portion. Um, and then he played uh, a later portion. Not mm-hmm. late, late game, but like mid. Um, and this is not your standard, like I said, fighting game that you're used to seeing. Um, this has more of a, like, a little bit of an RPG feel. You know, you're building yeah. up your character. You can't, uh, you know, just straight up hit someone with a spirit bomb or the Kamehameha, like, right away. Um, in some of these fights, you do not know it. Um, and it does play through, I think, three different sagas. 
Um, so it looks cool. It kind of reminds me of what was it, Rise of the Ninja? Naruto, Rise of the Ninja, where yeah. that was kind of like an it's open like world. One of those. Um, like we've seen shots of uh, controlling Goku and flying around different cities. Um, Grim was actually telling me that there's a portion in the game, and it's from one of the filler episodes where, for whatever reason, Goku and Piccolo. Uh, we're learning how to drive. So you can drive a car at one point. Like, they can, motherfuckers can fly. Damn. And it's they're really, down it's here. It's truly the GTA of the Dragon Ball series. They're waiting in 5 o'clock traffic. <laughs> uh, ridiculous. Um, Death I, to traffic. If I had to stop, if I was Goku and I had to stop one time, I would vaporize every car in the uh, Like, on, on any planet. Every planet. Um, but uh, it does look pretty cool. Um, I know I'm going to be playing it, so I have some stuff to talk about probably next week. That'll give me like a day and a half to dig into it a bit. Um, and Grim said he was going to play it a bit as well. So, um, and probably have a few things to share about it. So, um, I guess that's our big game for the month. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the only game that we've talked about up to this point decade. for the month. Yeah. Yeah. For this whole decade, this is the first game we've talked about, I think. <laughs> And then there is a second game releasing that I'm angry that it exists at all. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and jump into that. Good transition. People, people bond more over things that they hate more than things that they That's love. true. So let's bond over this thing that you hate. Tokyo Mirage Sessions, hashtag FE Encore. Why? Coming why, out on why Switch. Why do we have a hashtag? Yeah, it's a great question. So what this is is a... RPG from Nintendo and Atlas. Okay. Um, which is basically... Atlas does good things. We know they do. Uh-huh. Well, on this one, we know for sure that Atlas shrugged because this game is fucking stupid and I hate it. <laughs> so, basically what it is, is a sort of music-focused... Um, so there's, like, people on, like, TV shows and, like, dancing and like cooking and they're doing like they're singing and then there's like combat shit going on i don't understand and it is basically a mashup of shin megami tensei games and fire emblem and peach and beach splash volleyball peach four. beach splash volleyball four volume six like hashtag I, the whole like just make another shin megami tensei game that's clearly what you're doing like it's so... The whole concept is psychotic to me. It's very, very much like... Let's throw shit at the board and see if it sticks. Well, it's one of those things that's like... I don't actually see any... Cro- like, they're taking two kind of tactical role-playing games, right? So in the Shin right. Megami Tensei, especially like the Persona games, you're being tactical with your time. You're you're hitting type matchups, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you know, doing things of that, that, that style of thing which obviously i'm excited for persona 5 to come to switch someday with you know god willing we do have royal um, coming out here soon yeah i know That's i need it on switch oh, yeah, no. but um like just make another one of those like like just because they're both somewhat strategic role-playing games doesn't mean they're similar in any way like i would never want a mashup of civilization and the sims just because they're True. both long-term planning strategy style simulational games like god of war and uh, devil may cry 
I mean, you know, yeah, God of War and Devil May Cry. I don't want to see that. Right. I don't want to see this shit. Like, it's just... And not only that, but then they put in a third thing that's not even related. So it's like, oh, you're also a... um, You know, you're in a boy band and... uh, What the fuck is their obsession with music and boy bands and... I don't. It's because they made like the dancing game or whatever. These, like, like this was eight games that nobody. So liked. this this style. I mean, the first. This is a re-release for Switch, and it's also got a. It's an up-res, and there's like changed mechanics and stuff. Right. But like this original game, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions hashtag uh, fe. I guess it's probably a sharp since it's music yeah. related, right? <laughs> so like, um, this originally came out on like uh, the Wii U. I believe in, like, years ago. So, um, I'm actually going to look this up. Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE. Originally came out on, in 2015 on the Wii U. So, it's another one of those things where they're like, hey, there was a Wii U game that was actually kind of good, and we want it to be released on our console that people actually own. Right. And, like, I just don't get it. I just straight up, like, I don't understand where they're coming from. I don't know why. Um, it got relatively good scores and everything but it's just like i'm just not into this like i just don't know why it exists just make a new game i would love to see the sales on something like this in america versus like asia america zero asia like if we're comparing this to a music scale multi-platinum yeah like you know what i mean well it came out uh the game debuted in japan at number 13 when ah. it first came out, it was only the 13th highest selling game of its... But there were 13 other game. games that were the exact same, so I was like, which one do we pick? Probably, yeah. yeah. It sold 23,806 units on its first day. Man. Or its first week or whatever. Well, boys and girls, you can pick up this game on the Nintendo Switch uh, on the 17th. Damn. Ugh. I really don't get it. Me either. Just make a new game. I mean, yeah. Oh, well, I took, uh, you know, Kratos from God of War, and now he is in, uh, you know, Ubisoft's Just Dance. <laughs> it's like, that's not cool. I don't like it. I mean... I actually I actually don't like guest characters almost ever. Like, I really didn't like the Star Wars characters in Soul Calibur. Geralt like, it's in, just, uh, it's so, like, Geralt in Soul Calibur. Well, it's just G- so Geralt cheap. Geralt was also in um, Monster Hunter. Yeah, I don't like when they do the crossovers like that. Yeah. I think it's okay for fighting games. I, if it's I, if I it's like it's very similar. Like I I like the idea of them in fighting games. Like um what was it? Like PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale got shit on. That was a fun game. Yeah. It was Super Smash with literally yeah, it was all of PlayStation these PlayStation Super Smash. Yeah. Right. Co- like coming in. Super Smash is just the is, you know, the Nintendo mashup. It's like there is a place for that. And mm. I think it's fighting games. <laughs> Yeah, and even then, it, like I said, it, it, I still find it tacky. Like, it's just such a dangerous road to go down. Like, it, it's a lot... Like, for me, I think it's... The reason I think it's okay is because we get those... I Those, uh, like, uh, who would win in a fight with, uh... You know... Right, you can actually Hulk, test it out. Iron Man actually beat yeah. the Hulk. You know... Turns like, out the, the winner is always Fox, right? The winner <laughs> like, is... Like, I'm pretty sure he's still top tier, uh... Well, winner's uh, always Disney. Like, Smash. <laughs> well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I really, I, like, even Super Smash Brothers. Like, it, they get away with it because they did it so early. Yeah. 
But it's like, do I need 76 Fire Emblem characters in this game? No. I could do it too. A fast one and a strong one, right? Yep. Which is what they started out with, of course. But yeah, all, I, all I need I is know. Nest. He's the only one I really need there. Of the, uh, like, people who wield weapons like that. Link's yeah. okay. PK. Link and Ness. <clears throat> all right. Just a Link versus Ness simulator is really all we need. Yeah. So all we're right. going to cruise into the news. All right. News time. So there were, realistically, there were two bigger events that happened. We had a Nintendo Direct and mm. then a, uh, a CES 20 show yeah. uh, that you know showed off a bunch of stuff. So those are the big things for this, you know, on, on the menu for this week. Why don't we start with that Nintendo Direct? Yeah. So, um, Nintendo, so it was Pokemon focused. Yeah. And it was the Pokemon company basically saying, you know, hey, Sword and Shield's out now. Here's what we're thinking of next. Mm-hmm. So, they started out right away. They just showed off, you know, Nintendo always does this where they're just like straight up, okay, we're making Postmon Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Rescue Team DX, which is coming out uh, the beginning of this year. I think they said it's like March or something. So, And that's a remake from that 2006 title. That is a remake. So I don't know if that's the first one, but it's definitely one of the earlier um, Mystery Dungeon games. Yeah. Um, they made a few throughout time. It might have been the first one. Mm. Um, but it looks vibrant. It reminds me a lot of... Um, like the the piece that they showed us, it really reminded me of like Winnie the Pooh for some reason. Mm. Like the way that the ground looks and the back. Oh, the, the yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it looks, looks like the Hundred Acre Wood World. Very in, uh, hand, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, very hand drawn. Um, but you kind of create your own little team of Pokemon. I think it's like what you pick three, three and something like that. Yeah. You kind of go through and um, it's like an RPG dungeon. Yeah. Game. Just a totally different style of game. Yeah, it just a different style Pokemon yeah. game. Um, so, you know, if that's your jam, uh, there it is. Um, I don't think they had a release date on that. They were just like, hey, we're making it. Yeah, it should be coming in the first quarter of the year, I believe. Um, um, it, first half of the year, at least. And I'm, Did he say that it was a definitive edition? Because it had Rescue Team Red, Rescue Team Blue, this is Rescue Team DX. Yeah, this is like what would have been the third yeah. version in the old Pokemon model. Which actually is oh. what we follow up to next. March 6th, twenty. March 6th, okay, yeah, yeah. And de- I, I thought a, they had a date. But I a sure. demo is available now, right now. Yeah. So, I guess just piggy- piggybacking off of that, um, <laughs> you know, as we said, like this is a mix-up of the red and blue version. Uh, that is actually, it appears that that's going to be their goal with Pokemon games going forward because they actually went ahead and announced the uh, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield expansion pass by, basically they showed off like, hey, you know, look at all these games in the past. We've done, you know, Ruby, Sapphire, and then Emerald. We've done Black and White, and then we did Black and White 2. We did Sun and Moon, then we did Ultra Sun and Moon. We did Platinum, you know, we're, we're not going to do that anymore. Like. Right. We're just we're gonna include it as DLC to the core game, so you don't have to go buy a completely new game and start your story over, right? Right. Um. So that's cool. It still is gonna retain some version specific features. So that was typically one of the advantages of getting the combined game, right? Right. Is, is that, that everything? You could get everybody or whatever. I don't think that that was really possible this time around because there would be you have a gym and sword. 
that's and not I, that. And in, I have a yeah. gym in Shield, and they're they have different people in them. A different leader, right? And right. it's like a different whole town that they're in, right? Um, I think the town is the same, but the type is different. Okay, so but I uh, think they yeah, just so they're it up. yeah, they're uh, so they announced the expansion pass, which is the way that they kind of round out. You know, this is going to be instead of doing, you know, gun, which I think is hilarious. That would have been. Um, so yeah, they're they're basically um, this this is expansion pass is going to have two major packs that we know of, and there may be something in the future that you know we don't uh, we don't know about yet. But um, the first one is called the Isle of Armor, mm-hmm. which is. Um, so you're, it has like a kind of standalone story. You're going to head out here and you meet a dude that is going to teach you, um, like basically you're doing like a martial arts studying thing. Uh, what was his name? It's like tortoise or something weird uh, like that. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't remember. Frog. I know you're talking. His, his name is like an animal, but, yeah. uh, yeah, you're being trained in like this martial art. Um, you get a new Pokemon, which is like a little feller that oh, is like a little, he's like a bear. Uh, it's like. His name's like, like, Bear Kwando or something like that, Bear Fu, something like that, and yeah. um, you're going to so he'll evolve into a legendary that is based on which version you're in. So on, uh, Sword he evolves into One Punch mode, which yeah. is funny, and then in Shield he evolves into uh like, Quick Strike mode or something, huh. um. All of your starters are getting mega evolutions, which is cool. Uh, the fucking Sobble's final evolutions um, Gigantamax version is that he is on a tower and he has a fucking sniper rifle. I think it's his hand. I think- well, he, he like points his finger and his like finger grows longer and then he shoots water out of it like a water gun. It's a finger gun. He's finger But it gets like, everyone. it gets extra big. He's just going to finger blast you from a distance. Yeah. And then the, so that Isle of Armor is like a warm island i think they're referencing some of these like barrier islands that exist south of england like in between england and france mm-hmm. which is cool um so the other dlc is called the crown tundra which is this um it's like a place up further north like north of scotland so i guess they're referencing maybe iceland or something here and it's all like icy and there's like some weird shit going on and you're going to meet like the king of all Pokemon, which is this dude with a, just an absolute massive head. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like you're the conceit of how you got here is that you're on like an expedition, which is really cool. Right. And it appears that you're going to be discovering all the like a bunch of legendaries. So there's like the Reggie Pokemon. There's like two new ones. So it's like Reggie Steel, Reggie Ice, Reggie Rock appears to be Reggie Volt. And Reggie Drake, so an electric one and a dragon type one, mm-hmm. which is fucking cool as hell. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to be, they're introducing a bunch of, uh, you know, earlier Pokemon that didn't make it in. And then it appears that they're adding new legendaries. So there's like, I think that- something that's sort of, it seems like in-betweens. So there's like a Zapdos that can't fly. Like he runs on the ground like an ostrich. Yeah. There's I like a Moltres. I- I think it's uh, region variants of the three legendary birds. Yeah, that's what that's what it looks like. Because there, there's like an icy. It looks like a super evolution of like a Pidgeotto or something or a Pidgeot, but that might be like Articuno. the region variant of Articuno. Yeah, right? I think it is. That they looks also, sick. They also keep showing off a um, slow poke and kind of pointing it in yeah, a yeah, direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it looks like they're going to make him um, ghost. Like ice and ghost. Because the last one that they show off, he has like... He's like purple little, and black. Like yeah. a little cowl over his head. Right. So the slowpoke evolves. Uh, so you're going to... There's the, the new Galar uh, slowpoke, which has those kind of yellow spots on him, right? Right. And then um, he... So you get the item that evolves him into Galarian uh, Slowbro on the shield island or the uh, yeah the isle of armor and then you get the one that evolves him into slow king that item is in uh the crown tundra so there's two different you know like like there was before there's two different versions but they're totally different and they're not like showing the full view of them yet they're like hiding who they are it looks like i can kind of see an eye peeking out on the left over there yeah it looks like he's wearing a crown of like a shuppet or something yeah so it's like a ghost type Pokemon as a crown, which is sick. Yeah, I love it. That's really cool. Um, and with that, of course, the things that we do know, you're going to have new regions to explore, new Pokemon to find. We don't have a number on this Pokemon, um, but new cosmetic items. It looks like mm-hmm. a healthy amount of new cosmetic items to outfit your character going into the cold, um, or you know, like uh, on the beach. Even new like hairstyles, which. Um, for some people, it was an issue just because it was really, really basic on, like, the different hairstyles you can have. Like, well, I guess that's close. You know, it's definitely right. no, uh, um, yep. damn it. <laughs> New Leaf, uh, you're excited for it. Aminimal Crossing. That's the one. You can make literally, it's like the me. Like, that was the better version of me. I don't know why they just didn't use Animal Crossing for the me creator. Yeah. Anyhow, I, I think it, if we're going to be doing these crossovers, mm-hmm. just do it. Pokemon in the Animal Crossing universe. <laughs> Fucking, who knows, dude? There's the whole world out there. You know what's interesting is that they um they completely gave up on the like secret base thing in Pokemon. Remember in that uh, was it like Ruby and Sapphire they introduced or no? It was a uh, not Diamond. What was in between there? Ruby, Sapphire, Diamond, Pearl. Yeah, Ruby and Sapphire. They had the thing where you could like make a little secret base in like a tree or in a cave or whatever. I did not play those ones, to be honest. It was so cool. <laughs> you just have like a little pad to hang out in. Nice. I that want that back. Cool. So did they talk about anything else during this event? It looks like they just yeah, kind I mean, of uh, went into detail about right. the... You know, like, what we're getting with these two. The first one will be the Isle of Armor, available June. And then uh, the Crown Tundra coming out in fall. Yeah, so they they did say that... um, So, obviously, the Galarian um, Slowpoke is already available. Um, You can just see them. I guess they appear in the wild in some places already. Nice. And then there's also... um, There's, like, several other, like, Pokemon that had not made it to the transition to this new generation. Mm-hmm. are going to be coming in now. So, um, I don't, they showed, like, the, the other original starters, so there's going to be a an, uh, Squirtle and a Bulbasaur and all their evolutions, and then it appears that they have uh, Gigantamax evolutions as well. So, um, okay. so they're, they're bringing a bunch of other Pokemon in. Uh, these are the main things that they're doing for DLC, but there will, of course, still be, like, free updates and things like that. So, looking beyond this, people, uh, you know, looking into it over on the Nintendo eShop, you can actually pick mm-hmm. this up for twenty nine ninety nine. Um, yeah. for the probably be fifteen pack. each, um, maybe twenty each if 
they're coming loose, you know, trying to make you buy the expansion pass to save money. Um, so looking at that, was there any hmm. indication, because I didn't get to watch the event. Um, okay. Was there any indication that this price would include any additional expansion passes in the future, and this is what they're just working on now? Or oh, do you think they'll drop yeah. two others in the future? That'll be another 30 bucks. Yeah, that kind of sounds like... I mean, that's what um, Super Smash Bros. is going to end up doing. So they had the expansion pass that everybody bought into, and they're releasing five characters, whatever. Mm-hmm. They've said they're going to make more, and it will be a separate expansion pass. Oh, okay. So there's like... Or maybe there'll be onesie, twosies that you just buy them individually or whatever. Okay. So like, it seems like this is what they said, hey, this is our roadmap for this Pokemon game. And then it sounded like they were going to move on to the next thing after these are out. But I guess, I don't know. Like, they didn't hint that there was going to be more, but they didn't say that there's not, you know? So... Right. Um, I think this is the end-all, be-all. Like, the way that they compared the expansion pass to the previous... You know, entirely new games. Like, you know, Black and White 2, Platinum, Emerald, whatever. Made me think that this was it. Your, but Your new mentor, I, I guess, Mustard. Mustard. There we go. I knew it was something like Mustard. that. Mustard. It looks pretty musty, so I guess I get it. Your rival is Claire. Looks like Master Roshi. And your rival in Shield is uh, Avery? Yeah. I like Avery's hat. I like your hat. I'm going to bully the shit out of Avery. Mm-hmm. Prepare to get wedgied. Dunk master. Nerd. Yep. All right. <laughs> nice ruffles. Yeah. I like your ruffles. Whip your ass. Asshole. <laughs> Having the like kind of like nagging them, like saying, Hey, you have I like your ex, idiot. Uh-huh. Is always funny. Yeah, like nice haircut, fuckface. It's there really funny. Kung fu. Funny. Kung, oh, Kung fu. Kung fu. Okay. And it turns into uh Urshifu. Urshifu, yeah. So, yeah, that'll be cool. I mean, I'm excited to see these. Uh, I still actually haven't beaten the main game yet. I think I... I'm, I'm at the very last part of it. Oh, I'm, I'm heading toward the Elite. Yep. For, or whatever that, you know, I know this game has a different version of that or whatever. Yeah, the rapping. Shit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to di- dive into that. Rapping it on. Rapid! So, yeah. Um, well, you have until, you know... Exciting stuff. You have until June to get that finished up so you can jump into... Oh, yeah, plenty of time. I'm not oh, worried yeah. about that. I'm going to be grinding, getting my fucking Dragapult to level 8 million. I think mine's already like 70. It's a great Pokemon. It's mine's like 70, yeah. It's ridiculous. I haven't even I use him the as like fight. my... Yeah, I've been using him as my team carrier. Like so I have anchor? like literally five people on my team are like level 5. And then there's this like god. Yeah. He's like... Just burns houses down. Hide behind me, my children. And he's like launching gold. fucking predator missiles. <laughs> this is the dude that killed that uh, Iranian general. They used my Dragapult. It was kind of weird. I like. I, I got the expansion pass for free. The U.S. military paid for it. <laughs> the U.S. military Pokemon <laughs> Sword and Shield yeah, expansion. The Pokemon pass. branch. Yeah. Okay, that is something I do want to talk about, though. There. Technically, are, there's Pokemon committing war crimes out here. There are two different expansion passes, so pay attention. Make sure that you're buying the expansion pass for yours. Yeah. Um, you can buy the Sword expansion pass and have Shield and waste your money. Yikes! Yes. That's fucked up. Be careful. Just please. make it, just do a general expansion pass and then build code into the main game that selects which version to use. Right. Is I that think, that hard? I think the thing is, they don't want you to, they want you, if you bought sword and shield. Oh, you have to buy both. One for sword, one for shield. Yep. Fuck. That's it. Yep. That's correct. I'm gonna get All that right. money, money. Um, so, 
Yeah, this next one's all you, baby. It is. Uh, so we've been dogging on WWE 2K for uh, rightfully about a month now. <laughs> rightfully, because their game is pure dog shit. Um, but uh, I heard some rumblings that, you know, um, one of the companies is going to drop out. Nothing solid on that yet. But um, there has been confirmation on several fronts that WWE's uh, WWE has a few competitors. They have the Japanese front that also makes itself stateside, who um, sells more in merch than I think WWE does, which is insane. Um, New Japan. Uh, you have definitely seen a Bullet Club shirt in your life. Yeah. Um, they sell them at Hot Topic. Um, and the guys who originally started that and got the shirts in Hot Topic would be um, Nick and Matt Jackson. They're known as the Young Bucks. They're a tag team. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny Omega. Uh, there is um, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, I believe it's his youngest son, uh, Cody mm-hmm. Rhodes. And um, Damn, they should have named him, like, Winding. Winding Rhodes. Um, yeah, just have them all have a name like that. And they, they have different, uh, you know, and different people within the Bullet Club. Um, they have... Uh, like who else have hangman adam page and a bunch of other people well the ones that i have mentioned that kind of founded this and got that deal kind of going down um of course started their own company after leaving new japan they started um all elite wrestling um it's been going since they it has been a year since the announcement i went to the original rally in jacksonville um this month it was one year ago um, wow. And then I went back this month on New Year's Day for their homecoming show, which was really cool in Jacksonville. Um, and they have, on several occasions, talked, hey, uh, you want to do a video game? So the guys within this, the, um, the executive vice president, which would be the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes... Um, mm-hmm. All of them have been on record saying, yes, we want to do a video game. Um, So the reason that this was brought up is on January 9th, Kenny Omega did a... He opened his um, Twitter, said, right here, guys, post whatever questions you have and I will try to answer them. And a question that he got several times was video game news. And he responded mm-hmm. with, coming hopefully soon. Um, and someone else uh, asked about it as well. Hey, how's the AEW video game coming along? Um, and he says, we can almost talk about it. Um, yeah. So it, it leads us to believe that he's, you know, um, you know, working, you know, they're working on that. Uh, Kenny Omega is a very big video game uh, person Sorry. who kind of advocates for video games. Um even saying in this thread like what he's been playing apex legend dark side chronicles on ps3 teppin on mobile and final fantasy 4 on playstation 1 um and even beyond him cody rhodes earlier this year said it would be cool if we could use a game engine um and uh you know use or make use of uh, what game engine was he talking about I'm not sure what game engine he was talking about, but they have Mm -hmm. made it very clear that they want to develop a game um, 
in the almost Nintendo 64 realm of of a wrestling game. So think WWF like No Mercy, which yeah. was a lot of people's favorite for a lot of reasons. I think it was the way the characters were built that you could create your own character. And one other cool thing that I just love and I'll always remember it is in modern video games, things have collision. They have a lot of collision. Um, hmm. In No Mercy, I think they turned off the collision and added an extra effect. So in a modern video game, if you were to grab someone by the head and drop them on their fucking head on, uh, you know, on the ground, and there was a like a chair in the way, the collision would move the chair aside. And that's why mm. the new WWE game is jacked up. The collisions are all ramming into each other, and it's not working. No Mercy removed the collision, so you could walk the character on top of the chair and drop them on their head. And not only that, it would inflict more damage and maybe even cause them to bleed. Um, it was a really, really cool game. And I think that's what they really want to go for. Um, mm-hmm. And there's just been so much news uh, recently about WWE 2K20 being hot, wet dog shit. Um, You're right. Yeah. That doesn't help. You know, it's... Uh, it, 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 we're in desperate need of... That, that genre is in desperate need. Just the same way... Um, you know, it was lacking in one other thing that I really enjoy, skateboarding. And then we got Session and Skater XL because, you know, everyone wanted a skate game. So, mm. you know, here it is. Um, so with any luck, this could turn into something cool. And the competition is good for everybody. It's going to make for a better product, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, so um cool stuff uh aw has a really good roster that could already like lend to that you know household names of people who are you know even if you generally just like even parents who just watch cable television might have come across the show and they know one name of someone on that show um it's you know it's pretty cool like everyone knows who chris jericho is Mm -hmm. and he's their world champion right now so it's it, it it's uh you know i think it's gonna be good for competition i just wanted to throw you know i wanted to put that one out there just because um you know something to keep an eye on i don't know why you're saying you know we can almost talk about it that that seems interesting so it kind of leads us to believe hey they've had more than one conversation about this yeah 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 cool let's get into some tiny sims stuff that sounds fun yeah so, I'm excited about this. Um, Sims 4, uh, do we have an actual name? Tiny Living. Hell yeah. DLC. Yeah, so, dog. this is going to be a, let's see what type of add-on it is. Uh, stuff pack. So, these are usually like 10 to 20 bucks, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like a full expansion pack or anything. But, um, yeah, these typically include... Um, you know, a bunch of furniture and usually a couple new styles of doing things. So, like, um, they've had previous stuff on a similar scale, like the fitness stuff, uh, city living, dine out, things like that. So, right. in this one, um, basically they are introducing, and they have the uh, little video attached here. They're like, hey, you know how in The Sims you can have unlimited money and make, like, a big, amazing, beautiful mansion and shit? Well, what if... You were poor like you are in real life, and you had to live in a little shithole. You had to live in a fucking <laughs> a hole underground. Right. Unfortunately, <laughs> they don't have bunkers yet. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. But, Hottest. um, 
Yeah, there, there. Basically, there will be a new type of lot. Like you can set a new like lot type, which is basically you'll say, "Hey, I'm going to do a tiny house." So you'll get special benefits from living in a tiny house, and it has like an upward cap of some amount of um, like total tiles that you can lay down for your floor plan. No. Oh, wow. um, so like um, keeping it tiny. It, it's got like a yeah. It's like a hundred tile limitation. Which is pretty, pretty tight. Yeah. Um, so obviously there are ways that you can kind of mess with that by like putting in an upper floor and shit like that. But like, um, so it, the main features is your bills are like consistently cheaper. Um, we all your, need that. You know your sim know. will get like uh, coziness benefits, huh. which are like um, if you use like multi-purpose furniture and shit, you'll get like typically you get an advantage in the game of like being in a large room because they they feel free. Yeah, they, this they, will like reverse that and give you an advantage for being cozy basically. That's cool. Um and then there's also like the advantage of um like it, you're in tight quarters with people so it'll increase your like intimacy, which is, you know, like when you're taking a shit and your like girlfriend or boyfriend walks in to like brush their teeth and you're like, "Uh don't open your mouth." <laughs> and yeah, yeah. There's like hot shit flying in the air in here. Yeah. Basically They're exactly. Like, oh like my that. god, I can't even brush my teeth. I'm gonna throw up right here in this thing. Right. Yeah. So that's that. coming out on January twenty first on the uh PC Mac version and then on uh the console versions February fourth. Yeah. But it looks really really exciting. It looks cool. They're, I like the it's the typical kind of thing of like, you know, limitations make you more creative, right? Right. And so, like, you're going to be making your, your outdoor area of your lot a lot more interesting because you're just going to try to incorporate more in the outdoors because you don't have as much room on the inside. Mm-hmm. And then also it'll be kind of a, you know, a, a little bit of a tactical challenge to, like, fit all the shit that you need in your damn house. They have, um, it looks like some different interesting, like, layouts. Like, you can yeah, have, I really like, like, the square, uh, the you can A-frame. A-frames. Yeah. Yeah. A tower. Yeah, it goes, like, the A-frame, we're not just talking, like, your roof is an A. Like, the roof goes the whole to house. the ground. Right, it's very, like, uh, Scandinavian looking. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm so super into it. looking at this, um, it, are are you or, um, you know, anyone you know big in the Sims community? Uh, in the community, that's an interesting question. So, like... I follow some people that are that like post a lot of stuff in the community and shit. I've put a couple things up, but I've never gotten a big like like response or anything. A, a big response or anything, yeah. Okay, so looking at someone who's new and they haven't jumped into The Sims Four, the base game oh, is under eight bucks. Right, you can get in cheap. Get in cheap now. Do they have a way that you can get all of the expansions? In one way. I, so there, there are to, ways just, to bundle things. So you can actually, if you have the uh, origin thing, I was going to look and see if I could pre-order this right now, and it, it's not up yet. The listing, mm-hmm. and they typically don't put listings up in advance too far, so it might be up in a couple days, but it's not yet. You can go to browse games, The Sims, uh, Sims Four, build your bundle, where you basically get the core game, mm-hmm. um, and then you. Kind oh, of- I can't. I actually can't look at it right now. But you choose like. You choose, like, uh, one expansion pack that adds, like, a significant amount of content to the game. And then you choose, um, like, a couple stuff packs and for, like, one low price, and it bundles it together. So, like, if you were a big fan of, like, making magic on The Sims 1 or whatever, you can get that. You get the university bundle. You can get the city living bundle. So, like... So, let's say you wanted all of it. 
Can you build uh, that? You're going to have to... I'm not sure. I, I can't really look at a normal version because I already own so much. Sure. But, um, I, I mean, if like the, the negative of The Sims is that it is really expensive to do a completionist. Own everything. To like, get everything. Right. Uh, typically, the stuff packs are between 10 and $20. And those are for the smaller packs. <laughs> uh, typically, the expansions are like 30 to 40 mm-hmm. And those are actually currently on sale. So now would be a great time to jump in. Yeah. But um, typically they really don't do a lot of sales. So it's really just year-end stuff, usually. So are, um, are It we, is expensive to get into. So so the best way to go about this, and assuming that this tiny uh, living expansion as mm-hmm. well is coming to this, just buy right. the highest pack in Origin, right? Was it like 15 bucks a month? Yeah, basically. That's that probably the way the, to go. Uh, oh, the, the, uh, that doesn't give you everything. Fuck. <laughs> that only gives you a few things in The Sims specifically, because The Sims is such a big Draw. revenue generator for yeah, them. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah, I'm trying to look at... I'm trying to fuck around with it, but they're... It's very cagey, because they want you to be on Origin, so... I can't get just, like, a plain look at what the content is or whatever. But, um... Yeah, I mean, it's it, definitely, like, if you know... I mean, if you're not a big fan of The Sims, I would maybe wait for whatever that one Sims competitor is. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, the new life, something like that. It's got a very bad name. Um, for some reason, they're all really horrible names. But uh, if you are into the like, if you know that you like The Sims or whatever, and you want to dive into it, like it, it's got some really cool shit. So. Okay. Definitely cool. something I would recommend, but it's just such a weird, like, and uh, even, like, me and Shannon had talked about this, where it's like, I would never say that The Sims is, like, my game of the year, but I just always go back to it and, like, do stuff. So I don't, like, it's kind of, it's just a weird game. It's a weird territory, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a thing in its own, like, it's not doing... Yeah. <clears throat> like, it doesn't do bad. It do, it always does good. It's almost always doing well. It's not something you even have to bring up. Like us as someone who covers yeah. news does not have to bring this game up because The Sims is doing well. People love well not only that, but like they always know. Like EA knows that The Sims is going to be making money, so like they just basically let the team do what they want. Like, hey, you have to put out a stuff pack every X amount of months, but what that stuff pack is, just do whatever you want. Sure. So we we knew somebody that worked on The Sims games. Yeah, yeah, I think so. He, I think well, we still that. know, but he's not there anymore. Yeah. Right. All right, <laughs> pretty cool. interesting. Why don't we jump into some of the stuff from the CES twenty? Uh, what does that stand for again? The Consumer Commu- Electronics. Uh, Consumer Electronics Symposium, I believe. Showcase. Or Showcase. Or yeah. yeah. Um. So this article comes from uh, Gama Sutra, showing off Alienware. Um. They have a a handheld concept UFO uh, PC taking switch. Or taking uh, cues from the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows that it offers the uh, like 1900 by 1200 resolution on an 8-inch screen powered by a 10th generation Intel Core processor and is capable of playing AAA games on the go. So what you're looking at is basically like a PC, like a, um, a medium PC on the go that can play you know some of these big titles on a uh you know respectable you know in a respectable way 
mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it, it has um you know, it's just some pretty interesting stuff. Um, I definitely recommend looking up uh, Alienware's concept UFO. It looks exact. This layout is exactly like the Switch, um, mm-hmm. button wise. Uh, the screen's a little bit different. It's it's almost like a, like a trapezoid a little bit. It, like it's kind of yeah. cut. It's not perfect like rectangle. The actual screen isn't like that, but the screen border. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. But. It kind of cuts it weird. You have this little like black edge that runs along. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they do a decent job. Alienware does a pretty good job with their technology, mm-hmm. uh, and you know I could see this um, people picking this up and and using it. It depends on how it connects. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, it like, am I going to have access to my entire like? PC is this just going to connect to my PC and it's going to draw mm-hmm. from that? Am I going to have to be on a Wi-Fi source while I'm on the go or whatever to be able to access my PC and then it just pull my Steam games or whatever from that? Like I- I'm not sure exactly how this is going to work or if it's going to have its own um, internal store, which would kind of make sense. Um, yeah. But uh, it was a cool thing, just one of the like interesting things that they uh, talked about. Um, one of the quotes from uh, you know a Dell representative says our team has invested hundreds if not thousands of hours on the controller design feature and ergonomics we spent the last few months testing and enhancing the buttons the weight to, uh, the weight um, all this uh, all to strike the perfect balance between performance ultra mobility and battery life um, they have a full blog that it looks like they kind of highlighted almost everything in um, over on uh, blog.dell.com. Um, mm-hmm. Just checking everything out. So uh, go check that out if that's something that interests you. Um, for me personally, uh, I, I think I think the Switch is fine. Um, we live in an interesting age where we can do that. You can get an iPad, and you can take that iPad and connect your controller to it, and then you can access Steam via Steam Link on your iPad. Just got to be connected mm-hmm. to a Wi-Fi link. You can access your PlayStation with the second streaming experience. You can access, um, you know, the, uh, Xbox through the Xbox Live Play Up and Go. You can connect literally all of your gaming almost on just this iPad where you're just using it as a screen and something that connects to your computer or your PlayStation or your Xbox. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, I don't think that this is something that is, you know, useful for me yeah but it could be useful for someone who you know wants to go forward with that but my fear is it's going to go the way of um like the ouya or something like that where it's like hey this is like even steam was like we're going to create the steam link and it's literally going to be a box you plug into your system with the steam controller and Mm -hmm. uh go from there um they discontinued that and just made it an app um so it's it's interesting but uh you know it's a little bit of a buyer beware thing but Mm -hmm. um it could be cool if that's something that you're interested in you want to support that yeah cool move on to the next thing from wb montreal yeah wb montreal started uh tweeting and instagramming and facebooking out some like incomplete images 
that when you basically posted them all together, you get the, uh, what, the Gotham Police Department logo? Yeah, it's, um, it's similar to the Gotham. Gotham? It's similar to the Gotham Police Department, uh, right. logo. Um, the things that are a bit different. Uh, uh swords? Will be the sword, like, this, this is weird. I think the sword and the crown are incredibly yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um... Because that's not something that, you know, we see. The Gotham City, things that you expect. The American flag with the uh, weight, uh, you know, scale. Um, mm-hmm. Like, that just... Also a star, well. a uh, sheriff star. Yeah. Right? Or not a star of David. It's not a star of David. It's got one it's extra one, point, it's, right? it's got an extra point, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it has kind of the eagle crest along the top with a little filigree on the side. This logo that WB Montreal is showing off does have the eagle across the top, does have the shield in the middle. It yep. does have a small city above the shield. Which appears to be Gotham with the clock tower to be in the middle. Gotham with clock tower. It does have the filigree on the outside, but it's just outside the shield. It's not on the outside of the badge logo itself. Right. So what is also very interesting is that the this is a French studio, you know, Montreal. Um they said Capture la Noite, which is uh, Capture the Night with a K. Which obviously the original one was night, like nighttime. But um, cap- Capture the Night. Dude, imagine if this is a game where Batman is appears to be the villain. Yeah, where you're. Well, like facing against the police. Well, you're. Or something. I mean, if you're, if, if you're the. If you are, let's say. Um, like Joker, for instance, mm-hmm. or Scarecrow, they're the hero of their story, right? I mean, everybody is of their like, own. Everyone's, shit. you know, nobody right thinks thing. like, yeah, nobody's like, hey, I'm gonna go be like a psychopathic murderer today. I <laughs> they're mean, like, I have to do this for some reason. I mean, even like, um, I don't like. It always seems like there, there's, there is some reason for everything. Whether that reason is good or not is a totally different story, right? Uh-huh. But, like, everybody has a reason for the dumb shit they do. So it's like, it, it would be super interesting if you were playing one of these weird characters. The issue... I don't really see that happening, but it'd be cool. It could be cool. I do see yeah. something... What is wrong with this logo? That that logo that they post. So, if you're looking at it, they have the shield in the middle. They It's kind of like, has like a circle around it. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's another circle around that. And in that other circle, on the bottom left, there are bottom left and bottom right, there are three like dots. Mm-hmm. And on the one side right they're one, connected by a line, and the other one they're not. Right. Yeah. And there's also like a slash on the left side going off of the little like filigree crown thing on the side. Mm-hmm. It seems really weird. Um, I don't know. There's something hidden in this. For sure. Like, when the game has been out for, like, six months, somebody's going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I never noticed, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's going to be like, "Uh, yeah, obviously. Um, I I don't know. I'd like to check out a Reddit just to see what people are kind of talking about here. Mm. That's very weird. And the pieces of the logo that they uploaded, it's just, like, missing things. It's like they took an eraser over it. Yeah. And maybe they forgot to fix that portion. I don't know. It's weird. It's possible. I mean, it's possible, too, that they're, 
like these are they're just letting you know this is edited like they're being very obvious like this has been heavily edited by us yeah. right yeah um just to let just to make sure that you're not going in thinking you know that this is the whole thing like they want you to know that this has been altered yeah so that that could be interesting the, yeah this logo does not look complete to me it looks like it's missing yeah. something um i think the sword and the crown are really telling as well Hmm. Huh. It's definitely interesting. Maybe like somebody's gonna take over the Gotham Police and be like, "I'm trying to think uh, of like who does." Like it appears to be a villain, but or it appears to be a good guy who's like, "Hey, we have to stop Batman or whatever." But it's actually a villain, and people just don't know who it is. It's like who's the main? Who is the real leader of Gotham? And it's yeah. like, I think it's like the Court of Owls. Yeah, Mama. I don't know. Uh, interesting. Could a lot be. of speculation on this. I one. know the Court of Owls was a really big event in the um, comics. Yeah. Like, it kind of kicked off the new era of... Yeah, I mean, they're a pretty big everything. new group of... You know, mm -hmm. newer group of people that are, yeah. you know, doing some cool stuff. Um, but, yeah, go check that out uh, over on uh, Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc., there's a, a post or two over there. Go let us know. Let us know what you think this is uh, and where this is going. Oh, yeah. I'd like to hear from you. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and move on. This next one's all you. It's always some, it's something that we've talked about a bunch of times, but it seems like it's going mm. somewhere this time, maybe. Yeah. I mean, uh, so um, this is basically focusing on, like, unionization in the game industry. Um, so this just kind of I, – I can talk a little bit from a personal point of view here as well. Um, so the uh, Game Workers Unite group, which had been, you know, they'd been kind of picking up some steam on, you know, podcast interviews and even a couple articles and things here and there, uh, went quiet for a while and actually turned off their, like, Patreon page mm -hmm. and, like, wasn't collecting donations or anything. And it was kind of weird. I was like, okay, maybe you're just taking the holiday off or... You know, I, I, I like just kind of, you know, I wonder what they're doing. And um, it turned out they were really working on some stuff underground. Uh, and it has come out on January 7th, I guess. Um, the Communications Workers of America Union, the CWA, mm -hmm. uh, is starting up a new campaign to try to help unionize game developers. Um, so this is a group that is known for fighting um like telecommunications companies mm -hmm. um so like they had a big strike against verizon, verizon. that they're showing off in the header image here yeah um you know fair because again verizon most expensive one right mm -hmm. um one of the yard one of the largest one of the largest unions in one the u.s the largest largest uh, initially formed by telecom workers, has launched a new campaign to help unionize the game and tech industry called the Campaign to Organize Digital Employees, Code. Got him. The initiative is working with grassroots organizing efforts in the U.S. and Canada to improve working conditions in video game developers and tech workers. Uh, for years, game developers have been complaining of brutal work hours, um, planned for periods of extreme overwork time known as crunch. Uh, they also suffer from culture and economic structure in the game industry that incentivizes studios to ra rapidly hire and then lay off workers unless uh, deadlines are properly met or funding and sales milestones help keep them and their workforce afloat. Churn at certain studios can be very high. Workers have little to no protection outside federal employment or uh, state laws like, you know, 
California, obviously, there's the ongoing lawsuit against um, Telltale right. for illegally laying off too many people without enough warning, basically. Um, so the new campaign uh, is building up with, uh, like I said, uh, Game Workers Unite. Um, one of the central leaders of the new campaign is Emma Kinema. Uh, Kinema uh, co-founded the Game Workers Unite two years ago amid renewed conversations regarding the game studio working conditions and cyclical layoffs. Um, this is a distinct effort and the first of its kind for the game and tech industry. Um, so there's a whole bunch of different statements here basically talking about what they're working with. Um, they also want to unionize just general technology companies. Um, obviously, we heard about uh, this one company that did Google contracting, I believe in Philadelphia, was the first uh, tech company to unionize in the U.S. I mean, it's the type of thing where, like, um, it's it's one of those things where, you know, regardless of your opinion of uh, unions going into it, like, anybody whose parent has worked even, like, low-level management has like horror stories about working with union employees i work at a plant that has you know some people are unionized and some aren't and of course we're always making fun of each other and you know just it's like oh well you know i can't go carry a box from the warehouse to the office building because i'll be stealing a union job or whatever you know there's like there's always little jokes here and there about that but the fact that there is absolutely zero unionized yeah tells you something right like yeah yeah you know to like your opinion either way it doesn't bother me right but it's like there's literally no one has been allowed to unionize like that really means something right because there's i mean if you look at like journalism if you look at tv if you look at the movie industry like there are some people unionized and some people not and it's like the fact that the tech industry has completely resisted any unionization is really really telling i mean it's like when you go to work at walmart or whatever and like part of your orientation is they show you a 35 minute video that's like if you hear anybody talking about unionizing, you should rat them out to the boss. And it's like... And we'll be head in store. I mean, like, you know, Walmart has done some illegal <laughs> shit in the past where, like, you know, they, um, they hear that somebody is trying to unionize. This has happened a couple times in Canada where retail employees are trying to, you know, they're starting to talk about unionizing. And then suddenly Walmart has to shut the store down because they have to do renovations or whatever. Yeah. So they leave the store shut down for eight months. Beheading. So long enough that... Yeah, basically long enough that nobody would be able to just wait around for the place to reopen, right? Like, they all have to go get a new job. And then they open up and then hire all new people. And if anybody ever mentions unionizing again, they shut down. They shut down for about eight months. So, like, it's worth, for Walmart, it's worth them giving up sales at a store for months at a time to not have to deal with a union. So think about what how powerful a union must be in that case, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like... I mean, honestly, at this point, even if a union doesn't get you anything, I would say do it just to fuck them. Because, like, you know, it's the type of thing where it's like, um, like, they were trying this at a Tesla plant. They were trying to unionize the employees. And he was like, well, we're moving distribution to somewhere else. Goodbye. You're all fired. And it's like, That'll do. dude, you, you have plenty of money. You know, Walmart makes plenty of money. Activision makes plenty of money. EA makes plenty of money. Fuck them. Yeah. You know? Like, if you unionize and then fight for a $2 million a year contract at, like, Jack and Jill's Podunk Game Studio or whatever, like, you're probably shooting yourself in the foot. Great game coming up from them. Uh, Farmer Tech 2016. (laughs) It's a few years late. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it's, like, 
we're just at the point where it's like it can't possibly get worse. Like people get laid off with no warning after being at a company for ten years. Um, you know, people don't get a raise for five years in a row. People are required to do, um, you know, 10, 15, 20 hours overtime every week. And they don't get paid any extra because it's all salary positions, you know. So it's like, you know, honestly, fuck them. Like, if it shuts the place down, you were going to get shut down and fired anyways with no benefits. So you might as well do it with some union argued benefit. You know what I mean? And, uh... If nothing else, this will kind of help spur another wave of indie as, you know, these smaller companies that aren't able to compete in that territory might have to shut down. Or, again, like, I don't really expect some of these places to unionize. Like, I don't expect Insomniac or, you know, the places that are rated really well. But if you're just, like, a grunt at EA, if you're, you're like, a, you know, low-level... you know, if you're doing like low level art or really low level coding or something at Activision on the new Call of Duty game, like fuck them. Right. So yeah. you've got your credit, you've got your work experience. You can get hired somewhere else if they're. I mean, it, not to mention that it is illegal to go target uh, union organizers. Um, companies get away with it all the time because they're like, oh, he showed up four seconds late once. Behind the store. Yeah, exactly. It, like a fucking. Put him in the uh, what are the like, the stocks or whatever where yeah, put him in the they stocks. like throw fruit at you and shit. Yeah. So it's like I mean there's there's a lot of that shit going on. And it's you know honestly they're gonna do this to you either way. I mean again we hear about the people at Telltale getting let go with a week notice. You know what I mean? Right. Or or less than a week. Sometimes it's a couple days. We hear about all these studios shutting down even as they make insane profits. The got him. The um. Uh, the animation studio that had to redesign Sonic gets shut down. Yeah. After getting overwhelming positive feedback from fans on their redesign, they're like, well, you're fucked. Goodbye. So it's like, honestly, fuck them. Like, they're gonna shut down and ruin your life anyways if they feel like it. So just fucking preemptively destroy their third yacht or whatever. Well, you want to hit their second yacht. You want to leave their first and their third so they're missing one. That's interesting. So yeah, the third yacht is like kind of shitty. Yeah, well, so the they're third like, yacht's still good, but they're like they haven't finished it yet. Mm-hmm. It needs new carpet. So okay, I got it. yeah. I was thinking like the first yacht is like the primary yacht that you want to be in, and yeah. then the second yacht is like it's, it's like, like well, I'll do this one when yacht. the first yacht has like a politician on it that's going to give me a tax break, and then right. the third yacht is like oh my god, absolute worst case scenario. Like I will not go to the third yacht. So like you the don't third yacht's the for third. my dumbass son and his like friends to party on. Like I will not put my fucking you know Gucci shoes on this fucking third yacht. No, yeah, it's like the first yacht <laughs> has all of the name brand stuff. The second one has some like off brand stuff, and then the third one it's like Damn. you got from all the stuff from like a bodega. Yeah, it really makes you think. It does. Folks. You know, it's, it's actually, it's really hard to be rich. Like, people don't understand. <laughs> it's tough out here. You know, you don't understand. It's really tough out here for rich white people. You just don't get it. <laughs> Jesus. I hope my whole family dies in a fire. Oh, my God. Including me. Same fire. One big fire. Actually, it's going to be in the in Australia when they all those three fires combine into a mega fire. You're going to get got by the mega I hope fire. it just rolls over all of us. <laughs> I hope it makes it to the U.S. It just burns over all the plastic that's in the entire Pacific Ocean in between us. Well, if your sister is watching, hello. <laughs> she can live. But only live. Not, like, comfortably. Not She's going to well. be fully maimed. Yeah, all gonna... of her limbs get burned off. 
third degree burns on what's left her. Basically, she becomes the like torso in um, music video hard. for Metallica's one. Yes, you're gonna be. Uh, that has to like do uh, Morse code to try to get people to kill him. It's gonna be a. <laughs> you're gonna have a little bit of a more difficult life than uh, right. Lieutenant Dan. Damn. It's gonna be tough, but you had your heyday. That actor, you know, like, fully bought into the Lieutenant Dan character. He just lives as that now. What is it, like, Gary... Uh... Shanice? Sinise? Sizney. Se- yeah, whatever. Yeah. He actually does a bunch of shit at Disney. He sends, uh... Interesting. He, he does a lot with, uh, like, um... I think is it, I don't know if it's Wounded Warriors, but I think yeah, he, I that's, think, it's something like that. I think he has his own version of Wounded Warriors, where mm. he sends the you know those people and their families. Um, yeah, he, to he fully bought into the Lieutenant Dan character. Like I was walking, I was walking at Epcot a couple weeks ago, like right before mm. Christmas, and uh, he was there. He was on. You stage. saw him roll by. Yeah, no, he was just on stage, like doing this thing with. He sent a ton of families there, guys. That's cool. You know, a lot of people are shitty. I don't think he's one of them. So that's 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 fine. Yeah, I don't have anything. I don't have any beef. Word. So let's get into our last article. Um, Not too much here. Uh, Everyone's ramping up for the this is hilarious CES twenty twenty. Incredibly amped. Oh, PlayStation's going to be there. This is it. This is it. This is where they reveal the PlayStation 5. They're going to talk about the system. They're going to show off what it looks like. And we the got specs. a fucking logo. That's what we got. We got a goddamn logo. And if you guys have Twitter... Not even a good logo. Go over to our Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc., and look at the thing for this for this episode, the, uh, the gift for this episode. I'm going to play it right now on how they created the PlayStation 5 logo. They took the PS4 yep. logo... They clicked on the yep. font, they backspaced uh-huh. the four, yeah. and pressed the five button. Done. Got him. If it's not broke, don't fix it, son. <laughs> and then the Am guy right? like looks over his shoulder like he's a genius the that just invented sliced bread. The snap he invented Velcro. Oh man. It is literally the like pre-made font. Like it, it's literally exactly the same the same Like they didn't do anything, and like people were kind of expecting to see maybe a V. Yeah, because like the console has like the Roman numeral five on the on the dev on kit, the dev I guess. kit, yeah. Which is obviously that's not what the system looks like when it comes out. Right, that was a that was but, a conversation that we had. Um, you know, some of the people on our Facebook were like, "Hey, they should have leaned into that five. And I do agree; yeah. they should have went maybe a different way. Um, yep. But again, I see their point. If it's not broken, it's only a logo, and the logos evolved. Logos don't evolve from generation to generation of console. They evolve over time. Right. Like, what was it? The PS3? The PS3 started with logo A and ended with logo B. It it, it ended with the PS3 logo ended with this PS4 and PS5 logo that we're seeing in this GIF. And it started with something else. So, it's interesting. Um, But not interesting enough to really even give a shit about anything because we learned nothing. Yeah. Um, But what we did learn is a little bit about uh, the 2019 uh, and then overall sales for the current PlayStation systems. Um, So uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment Chief Executive President Jim Ryan revealed that the PS4 has now sold over 106 million units worldwide which is yeah. uh, slightly up on the 
102.8 million sales that was reported by Gama Sutra in October. They also learned that the PlayStation VR has passed 5 million sales worldwide. Uh, the VR headset has sold 4.2 million units as of March 2019, um, as reported. Um, while the PS4 software sales now total 1.15 billion units. Damn. That's a lot of shit sold. That's some god mode shit. Yeah, so I, I, I haven't looked, but I'm not sure as of now where this falls on the scale of like best-selling stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, I know the PS4 just did like super. I mean, it it'll never eclipse like the PS2. I don't think it will because of the era and like you know different factors like that. Yeah, things were but, more like, open as well. Yeah. You know, we didn't have this many rules. Right, right. So like, even considering that, like it it's done. The, the PS4 like undoubtedly won the generational war. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, mean, depends on how you categorize uh, the Switch, I guess. But. I, yeah, see, at the end of the day... I mean, it certainly it's sold like, more than the Switch. At the end of the day, it's one of those things where we have, like... Sure, they are competitors. One does want to make more money and be the system that is better than the other. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day. But just as a person who consumes video games, not someone who works for a company... I mean, it, it, it's good for gaming all around... And mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter who the winner and loser is. What's the, I mean? What, right. What's yeah, the yeah. big difference? You have a different out, uh, account and controller. Yep, that's the difference that we're. Well, talking that's about I mean here. that's part of the thing too is that like in these preferences like, um, you know mo- the majority of my friends have a uh, PlayStation. Right. Right. I prefer the Xbox controller. I like the bigger controllers. I I do. I don't like. Know, I like the heavier, chunkier controllers. I don't know if so. I prefer their controller more, but I prefer mm. their sticks more. I love the inside. Oh yeah, 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 sticks. for sure. And the I've said that. And the the offset and the bevel. Well, I, I don't mind the the offset. Really doesn't matter to me, but it's that mm. bevel where your thumb cradles inside that stick. Yeah. It. it I've said that since the Xbox One launched. Um, I would replace all of my PlayStation controllers with their <laughs> sticks for sure. Like. If I had any sort of energy to do so. Um, But, I mean, looking forward, I mean, we can talk about it. Like, what's the thing that would drive you to pick one console over the other? Yeah, I mean, like, it's definitely going to be, like, um, and this is something that we kind of talked about ahead of time, like, exclusive games. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sony's got a massive edge on that one, from what we know of. Yeah. Um, I, if I was Xbox, if I was Microsoft, I would just spend this whole E3 being like, okay, we're bringing you Fable 4. We're bringing you, yeah. you know, XYZ. Like, we're putting, you know, we have a new version of Scalebound or whatever. Like, they really need to announce some uniques that are other than Halo Infinite because that that's not going to sway me. Like, that that is one very particular type of gamer. And even then, like, Halo fans have really not been into the newer Halo games. Since uh, 343 took over? Yeah. So it's like, you need to hit me with exclusives because Microsoft has me fully sold on, like, Game Pass. I think Game Pass is, like, revolutionary. Um, especially since so. they were the last one to the game. It might have been... Like, it might be the most important thing console-wise for this generation. Yeah. Like, like uh, that, that really gives them, like, a... Like, a come up from the rear that was, like, totally unexpected because um, just how far behind they were. And it's like each of the 
platform holders, I guess, has done the thing in the past where they get really cocky. Like, the PS3 was way better than the Xbox 360, but the Xbox 360 butt-fucking-crushed them because yeah. they, didn't, they didn't think that they were... They didn't think they had automatically won just because they had won the previous generation, right? Right. Um... And then, you know, PlayStation did the exact same thing where Xbox was like, oh, okay, we have a captive audience now. We can feed them whatever we want. And then people were like, nah. <laughs> so then the PS4 won. So I can maybe see them trading off again because we just... Yeah. Right now, PlayStation's riding really high. And I don't know if... We still haven't seen some certain details here and there. And I don't know if they're going to come in hot with, like, some dumb shit. Yeah, uh, but it does possible. seem like both consoles are going to do full backward compatibility, or as as full as possible. I've heard I, I've heard some things, but I, I haven't heard a full confirmation on that. And that's one thing that, like, I, I see places that are like really like small saying, "Oh, PlayStation Five will be able to play PlayStation One, Two, Three, and Four games." Um, well, we're definitely like, at the huh. point in technology that we could do PlayStation One emulation. Even if you can't do it natively, right? Maybe but even PlayStation Two, but if, I don't. The other stuff's going to be tough. If they do that, they're yeah. immediately missing out on you buying into mm. a service, right? So, I think they're going to stick with that service. I don't even know if our PS4 stuff's going to switch to the five, to be honest, mm -hmm. um, because that's money lost. That's hard to do too, and it's it's like we've shown in the past that there really is not. Um, a lot of like fan support for that kind of thing even though it seems like there is like what was it like people don't something spend like the time. like eight eight percent of people play backward compatible games or something yeah like uh, most people just want whatever the new thing is i was talking with grim about that and it's very much so like he he's he i see it on both sides i do mm. agree that sometimes i wouldn't mind playing a game that i played you know five years ago i wouldn't mind right. taking a shot at a game that i missed on the ps4 on the ps5 where he's on for sure complete the complete opposite fence he's like why would i buy a new system to play old games that doesn't make That's any fair. sense to me and i'm like i see where you're coming from for sure but on the other side you know it's like maybe totally you, maybe you though. missed the game maybe maybe you yeah. didn't play you never got to play dragon's dogma or whatever you know like looking at right. this generation like that's and there's useful. also the stuff that's like the the the, the HD re-release re and then the HD remakes are going gangbusters. Those can right be now. those can be lifesavers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, we're, we're getting Resident Evil Three. We already had two, and it was nominated in a normal year, wouldn't have been, but it was nominated for Game of the Year, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, not only that, but like it, it seems like Ubisoft is probably going to be doing the thing where they release their. Um, you know they're going to release some cross-generational like Ubisoft pushed all of their big releases back several months and it's probably so that they can just put them all on the next consoles when they come out mm -hmm. and like be ready for launch basically right? which is smart but it's it's like you know the cross-versional thing is really smart because you can you know catch the people on their way in and on the way out yeah um, you can be ready to to catch a lot of things. Uh, that's a great point from uh, you know somebody watching right now. Um, it'd be awesome to have the backwards compatible stuff that was previously lost the online mode. So like 
there's a lot of games. I mean, there's online yeah. only games that have completely vanished that you can't play private. You can't play. Um, you can't load it. I mean, there's there's nothing. The servers are gone. You can't. You would have to like hack the game to be able to make your own like, instance or whatever. Yeah, get your own server or whatever you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, that would be nice. Yeah, I mean that's that's just something in general that we've been talking about for a while. This sort of like this, sort of like a brain. Like, how do you keep some of these old games running? Like, some of some people's favorite games are just you can't play them online or you can't play them at all anymore. Well, yeah, some some companies just kill it. Um, EA, right? They're like, example. well, this isn't working. Goodbye. Yeah, like I struggled to get the platinum for it was one of the yeah. skate games because the servers were straight off. I had to go find a forum. We all had to battle. We're trying to get into a room together. Like mm-hmm. into a room, let alone getting into a room together, so we can complete this this goal. Um, but you know, if there are servers still available, uh, mm-hmm. you know that is something that they should, um, you know, really really look at. And I, I don't know if it will be just because they can re-release things like that, and then yeah. they can create a new server space for it, which will run smoother. It'll look better. And it also generates new hype for the game rather than saying, hey, pop in your old copy of whatever and the server's up, go ahead and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just feels like lost money. So I think you and I were in the same... Uh, we're in agreement, probably. Um, I didn't do it this generation because I didn't really feel the need. Um, but depending on next generation, things will, might be a bit different. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we're in the same like uh, like mental space of... We can't really be picky anymore. Yeah. You really have to... Like, if you're a fan of gaming, you want to support video games. You really have to go in, and if there are things that you like, you have to put your money where your mouth is and spend those funds on it to help Mm -hmm. support it. And if that is buying um, the next generation PlayStation and Xbox games, you know, or systems, so be it. You know? That's the way it has to be. Um, Now for me personally looking at it, it it always comes down to pick one you know that's the right. way that they want you to be they want you to be like pick one um and if you do have to pick one you have to ask yourself the main questions where what are your friends doing and then right. what can you get on you know on one and not one the other and not the other um right. xbox does have their game pass i think sony is going to come out with a upgraded version of the game pass for the or their mm-hmm pass or whatever for the ps5 i think they have to i don't think it's and i think they have to put some of these big titles on it day one to keep up with xbox um Mm -hmm. and i think it does have to be a good price i mean they've had was it uh is it playstation now is what they have yeah yeah it's weird that i have playstation now is just way behind and it came out first Um, and it came out way i mean like not only did it come out first was weren't they making it available on ps3 uh yeah, it was available last. It was a generation, generation ago. Um and as well, it was like a hundred dollars more a year than Game Pass, like Xbox. Yeah. It, it was violently overpriced. <laughs> there was no point in buying that. Yeah, I mean it's, I don't know. I it, like it's one of those things where like it's tough to like speculate too much, but like they just didn't. It just didn't hit. Like it didn't work. Right. It just wasn't the right thing yet. And I don't know why. And it just wasn't. The the magic that Xbox found, Sony could just capitalize on it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, take your first party oh, yeah. exclusive games. 
put them up there. Make that thing. What does Xbox charge? Is it is it fourteen a month for the upgraded pass? Nine a month for the regular, or ten a month? Yeah, I mean for yeah, it's ten a month normally. It's fifteen a month for that and gold. Right. Right. So that's what I'm paying. Do that. Yeah. Do that right there. You don't have you know have your gamers that are going to buy PlayStation Plus anyway spend the extra little bit of money a year and get the pass along with it. For sure. You're going to have no reason not to. Yeah. No reason not to. And um, we're getting close, people. We're getting close. Um, Xbox showed off their system. Sony has yet to do so. But I, I don't remember who said it, but they were really crude about it. And they're like, uh, we've got through all of the random, random, you know, random bullshit in the porno. So it's time for the money shot. And yep. that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for that fucking They're exactly price right. We're waiting for that. Yeah, it was a, a crude but very accurate analogy. Um, it you know we're waiting for that price point. We're waiting for what it can do. What is coming out with it, and uh, and and you know any other information that they're uh, you know ready to give out. Like what's going to mm-hmm. be the game um, a year into the system, and you know the the typical stuff, and you know once that comes out, the first person to come out and say that it is it's a standoff. This is an old west standoff between these two companies. And they're both like have their hands down by their their right hand down by their side by their gun, and they're waiting yeah. for one of them to, you know, shoot first. And the person who shoots first always misses. Basically, because they say, "Here's how much our console is. This is when it's going to be available, and this is what you get with it." And then the other company goes, "Okay, remove that. All right, this is how much cheaper <laughs> our console is. This is the day it's coming out because we don't have we just remove something, so now we have less work to do." And then yeah. this is what you're getting with it. It's exactly the same as the other one and uh, probably better because we're better. And like, I, it is that is interesting, too. Like, the it seems like both of the studios are, like, super gun-shy. Yeah. Because they know that as soon as it's, <laughs> you know, as soon as Xbox comes out and says, Here's our hey, um, you know, our thing comes with Kinect built in and you have to be online all the time, Sony's like, nope. Remove that <laughs> camera, bitch, dollars cheaper. Drop, it, drop it by, you know, like yep. 60 bucks or whatever. We're good. So they're both like being super cautious going in, which is, I, I think typically we would have had more details on what the consoles were at this point. Yeah. But they're just so, they're both so nervous about that, yeah, like, they're, they're, they're scared. getting cucked like that. Yeah. Um, and I, they're definitely both thinking about it. There's no way that they're not going like, okay, so last generation we won because they won, PlayStation won because of E3. Right. E3 quite they just had the later show. They've always had the later show when they were at the show. Yep. They had what was it like the nine o'clock slot where Xbox always had like the um, what was it, like ten or noon slot or something like that. Mm-hmm. The, it, the next day sometimes, yeah, yeah. Uh, and because of that, Xbox has literally their own show now. They don't present mm-hmm. with everybody else like like it used to be. And Sony, yeah. they're just like we know we won. We have to step away from this entirely. We're not even going to be at the show. <laughs> Right. Um, so uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens here. Um, as of right now, looking at it from the onset, I think I would just stay exactly doing what I'm doing. I like the Sony exclusives. I know I would need that console to be able to keep up with things like The Last mm-hmm. of Us. I want to see a new Infamous. I I know we're gonna get Infamous, Ghost yeah. of uh, Tsushima. I I like Ghost of Tsushima. It looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks super um, good. And the reason I say that is because I can get Games Pass on my PC. Yep. 
And it's most of the same games. And they release it, like, different times. And, like, I would actually say the PC one's a better deal for me. You, because, like, they've made a deal with Paradox, so I'm probably going to get Crusader Kings 3 for free on there. Hell yeah, man. I mean, that's that's awesome. But you're going... But you do lose out on some of those features. Like, not all of the yeah. Games Pass games are on PC. You have to go Correct. into that and be fully aware, like I was. It's the same aware. price either way, right? But it's the same price either way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, I think that's a good stopping point. I think that's where we stand. Um, we'll yeah. talk about this probably a bit more here in the future. Um, but thank you guys for hanging out. Thanks for coming into the, um, uh, you know, coming in and chatting with us on the live cast. Um, if you listen to it to this live, please, if you get the chance, let us know what we can do uh, different. Let us know um, yeah. what you like, what you dislike with a review, um, whether it be on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to be listening to this at. Um, but again, thank you guys for hanging out. As always, if you get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all the top news and video games over there. Chat with us on the daily. We appreciate that. And follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know we go live and do stuff just like this. But for Mammoth Games Inc., I'm one of your hosts, Nightswarm. And I'm the other one, Filtercord. Have a good one.